triplet song. Playing and singing the triplet song. Triplet one, triplet two. Triplet one, triplet two. Triplet one, triplet two. These are the words to the triplet song. Melody, elody, shipperdy, duperdy. Pickety pack, koala calamity. Lickety splickety, doodly oodly. Nobody nope, heliotrope. Gurgly murgly, nickety nackety. Bopity dopity, opity soap. Wibbly wibbly, a koality. How's it going? Hey, it's going okay. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you? Well, I've just noticed that we are on show number 151. Someday mother will die and I'll get the money. Mom leans down and says my sentiments exactly. You son of a bitch, I <laughs> it's a classic. What, what can you say? We finally got one in. <laughs> well, our palindromic show number. <laughs> I did share they might be giants. or At some point. Did I fact. just talk about them? Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about, uh, I think we did several clips. You were talking about Flansburg songs and your appreciation for right. them. Well, more than Linnell's, which John Linnell's songs, I, I, I liked more when I first encountered they might be giants. Yeah. Because they're so weird. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I enjoyed. But then, yeah, when you when you get into them a little deeper, you start to appreciate the depth, maybe, instead of so much of the silliness. I think so. And there's so much metaphor and, oh, wow, experimentation. And sometimes it's so poetic that it's abstract in a way. Mm-hmm. Whereas Flansburg really does tend to be pretty concrete in his lyrics and concepts. Mm. It's a lot of uh, relationships and yeah. interactions between just regular people in a room, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not some sort of, not a nonsense that relates to a metaphor. <laughs> a snakehead eating a head on the opposite <laughs> yes, side. That's right. <laughs> so, All right. in that vein, this is a reverse of that. It's a, I think it's a, a deeper, less nonsensical, certainly John Linnell song. Which is mm-hmm. I palindrome I. Right. To go along with our show 151 here 151. on. It's just called Two Brothers. Right. There's parallels. Yeah. So One of the parallels is I'm James. And I'm Marcus. But <laughs> I don't know how that relates. <laughs> well, we both have an S on the end of the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I stand, stand up straight, oh. my arms are, and legs are fairly parallel. Yeah. Okay. There are four common letters in our names. I guess that's true. <laughs> so, then let's proceed as if this was a normal show. Speaking of parallels in our lives, when we were you know, relatively young, maybe seven or eight, we first started going with the family down to Mexico. I think so, yeah. I would say in so. In the, the northern end of the Gulf of California. 
was the closest beach to Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix area where we lived. Yeah. And, and, um, so they, <laughs> we, we would load up the vehicles. You know, there were probably a convoy of, I guess we usually had two or three vehicles, pickups and a couple of tent trailers. So mm-hmm. we'd haul and a giant, um, vat of water. Yeah. We would haul our own water down there. That's right. For two reasons. Number one, don't trust the water down there. But number two, there wasn't any water <laughs> yes. near the beach where we went. Right. We were really, really isolated. Yeah, it was pretty uh, it was pretty outside of the actual town area. Yeah. Of Rocky Point, yeah. we would call it. Um it's Puerto Penasco. Puerto uh, is proper name. And we I, I just you you and I were texting back and forth about where exactly we might have been staying back in those years, you know, and as little kids, you know, I don't know, we were in the vehicle for a long, long time. And Mm -hmm. then eventually we got to the beach. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't even remember trying to look for landmarks because it was so much time just through the same kind of desert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would have been four or five, six hours to get down there. I think so pretty barren although i i must say i much more recently when we were still down in arizona i thought i had considered uh going down that way because there's a really kind of a large volcanic field mm-hmm. in between um slightly west of where we would enter the intermexico mm. and um like some professors from u of a take a regular trip down there like geologist uh trips down to show their students mm-hmm. the the stuff i thought oh that's kind of cool you know but that never came to fruition. And then, of course, you have to have a passport to get into Mexico nowadays. Yes. Back in those days, you just go across. No biggie. <laughs> yes. But I think... Um, the golden era. <laughs> I think uh, I was 12 the last summer we went. Hmm. So, you know, it was like four or five years that we went down there. That would have been... And we spent si- like a week or two. Right. I don't know. Did we go any of the time we were in Safford? No. Okay. Because no, I, I, I turned I think, 13 and... Safford. Hmm. So I don't know how you could be 12. Anyway, so it's fun to look on Google Earth now and zoom in on, on those places. But one thing of note that I found out, uh, so this would have been back in the 70s, right up to maybe 1980, thereabouts. And in 1990, in 1995, hmm. I did my student teaching in uh, in Tucson. And the, the cooperating teacher, my, my mentor there, we just happened to be shooting the breeze one time about summer vacations. And he mentioned that he took his family down to Rocky point every year. And so we're talking, it's like, you know, about how much it had, uh, had grown up. And like nowadays there's just tons and tons of, you know, big hotels and condos and B and B's and so forth. But, um, he said he went to this same spot every year. And, uh, I said, yeah, same with us that I remembered it was the same spot all the time because there was this, uh, airplane engine from a crash that was out in the sand he goes yeah that's where we go mm-hmm. <laughs> so so that was a pretty interesting coincidence yeah, 15 so, years later so it must have been fairly well known i guess among yeah i suppose uh, the, you know the set. road dust dumps out right there yeah maybe. <laughs> and people just shared it hey if you want yeah. if you're looking for a good uh, secluded beach spot or not an uncrowded beach spot that you can mm. camp at blah 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 go here <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we weren't the only ones around. We, no. we were just the, I guess we got that same spot several times in a row. Mm-hmm. But the, so. but always some ways away would be another family or couple camping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we pretty much had uh, all the space we wanted. Yeah. 
I remember one just horrible sunburn, staying out in the sun all day, and then I had to wear long sleeve shirt and pants, you know, and kind of stiff leg my way around hmm. for the next day or two. Yeah. I, I think we often recovered uh, while we were still there. <laughs> sunburn the yeah. first day or two, and then mm-hmm. uh, a little... <laughs> A little uh, shade while you peel off and then back at mm-hmm. it and right. <laughs> deep fried brown by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Much to my the top of my head's chagrin I these mean, days. Yeah. 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 I had the, the nitrogen treatment uh, from the, the skin dock a couple of times now. Yeah. He's like, eh, maybe I should spray this and this and these. <laughs> a little sun damage. Womp womp. Mm hmm. Yeah, I uh, I fear I'm on the same path. That's why I'm looking for a hat. I need a better hat. Ah, yes. Uh, I'm not really that much of a ball cap guy. Nope, same. But there's a weird style of cowboy hat. Um, I can't remember the skinny character at the bar in Crocodile Dundee. Mm-hmm. So Donk is the big mm-hmm. fat guy. Call me Nugget. Nugget, that's it, Nugget. <laughs> that style of hat. Nugget wears that, uh, that that nugget wears with the, uh, the sides curled. Sort of, yeah, the curled up sides. Mm-hmm. But it's a uh, it's kind of enough to shade your ears, which is that's really all I want. Cover right. the top, shade the ears, and a baseball cap will not do that. But will not do both of those things. Right, I have found that as well. Well, it's just I don't know <laughs> so, where to go. I'm not sure where to look. I went to a haberdashery, but did it, in literal one? It, yes, oh. in uh, Cave Creek, Arizona. Huh. Um, Actually, I went to two different ones. The one, the first one I went to had some really nice stuff, but they were in the more like $500, $600 range, um, actual beavers, you know, beaver pelt, uh, hats, which are, you know, considered the finest, I suppose, for the real deal. And they had the, uh, like the Nogganizer, where, where it's this old machine, mechanical machine that they put down over your head and it has all kinds of little, um, articulated, they reminded me of an old typewriter, you know, the armatures mm-hmm. from the key, from the key types. Yes. Yeah. And so as you set it down over your head, you know, it totally conforms, but each one of those things maps out your entire head shape. So they'll, you know, exactly fit the hat to your head, hmm. which again, justifies the expense. Exactly. But I didn't get one of those. <laughs> and I went, to, I went to another shop and they were eh, not, not as much in the custom range. And so I got a, a pretty nice cowboy hat. It's actually a wool crusher from Australia. Crusher? What is what is a crusher? So it's you can like just crush it up, crush it down, oh, pack oh, it oh. in your suitcase, and it'll flop right back I to, see. to its original shape. Yeah, not not like um, a fedora, which needs to be, right. if not kept on a form, not put pressure on, <laughs> mm-hmm. not sat upon. Yeah, you want to maintain its its shape. Right. Uh, or not, depending on if you know how close to Indiana Jones. Sure, that's yeah, that's true. He abuses his hat pretty, pretty heavily uh, mm-hmm. in the first in the first oh. movie. Yeah, I still don't know how he kept it as he swam across from the ship to the submarine, hmm. uh, and then and then to the sub base. But hey. it does have a chin strap, no? Uh, well, maybe. Uh, oh, I can't remember. I don't remember now. seeing one, but hey, it, it actually <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but. <laughs> Fedoras didn't usually have chin straps, but he was a wild outdoorsy right. guy, so maybe he had one installed. He, he had two, <laughs> it's two sets of pins, like skewers <laughs> for corn cobs, <laughs> on both sides of the hat, and then every time like, he puts it on, it just jams into his scalp. That's how like it Like uh, Jordy LaForge visor? Exactly. Just clicks into place. Just, 
<laughs> yeah, okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> let's move on from this insanity. <laughs> oh, let's let's do it, please. <laughs> After the psychedelic crazy part of the show comes the Untitled Goose Game. Oh, Untitled Goose Game. Well, I it, it's been released. Finally, it is out in in the world. Uh-huh. And game aficionados have been loving the concept from the beginning and then all the gameplay since is, is uh it's it's wonderful it's mm-hmm. charming it's yes it's it is. silly it is mm-hmm. just the thing i would say for 2020 <laughs> the timing is very good for a, a fun diversion mm-hmm. to be a what's the tag about it uh, it's morning in the village and you are a horrible goose <laughs> yes i i've never played it but i have watched several people do so uh, mm-hmm. clips and playthroughs wow. and things i haven't watched too much uh because i just want to experience it myself sure yeah it's uh there are plenty of games that i'm happy to watch other people play but this one i think i think it would be delightful it's it's very it puts me in the mind of being inside a children's book mm-hmm. it's exactly the scenario that you might have a picture book about mm-hmm. yeah i can see that yeah so i, I think it evokes the same feelings, and I am hopeful playing the game will will do that. But it's a uh, it's on a discount at initial release, so it's just cheap enough to buy. I'd say mm-hmm. going to try it out. Okay. Well, I think we'll put a link to the trailer. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Cool. Do it. <laughs> but before we go, I neglected to mention the show intro is just a song that's been in my head because in my classes, you know, I go and I teach the same grade, but there's multiple classes of the same grade. Mm -hmm. And also sometimes the same song pops up in close grades, like third and fourth. We'll get the same song during this, during the same week, you know, in in the, in the lessons. So uh, (laughs) these days there's a lot of rhythm ones at the very beginning of the year and uh, introducing or reestablishing understanding of rhythms. (laughs) And that was the, uh, the triplet song. Not triplet, but triplet. You gotta have the three syllables there. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> the the silly, silly phrases, you know, they're all they're almost all three syllable words, and it just sticks in my head. It's not quite to the, sticking in my craw yet, but <laughs> fortunately, it's silly enough for me to keep enjoying it. But mm-hmm. it's just constantly in there this week because of so many plays. But hey, if you'd like to be constantly <laughs> in there, you could send us an email at bros at it's just called two brothers dot com. Oh, sorry, I, I stepped on that. And if you are so inclined and brave enough to use it, uh, that being twitter.com, you can tweet at us at IJC2B. There it was. There it was. There it goes. Hasta la vista. Uh, I noticed yesterday that um, I, I saw something about hair. And asked Harrison if he'd, if he'd uh, ever seen it. And he was like, "No." Oh, the the, the musical? Yeah, the musical. Uh huh. He said, "No." I was like, "Oh crap! We gotta. You should see that. Like, it's good show. It is excellent. But yeah. The it's one of the rare ones where the songs are really superb throughout. Mm-hmm. There, there's not just one that's a hit and the others are like, yeah. "Yeah, it's all right." Yeah, they didn't just front load it no. and then skate to the end. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, Frozen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's uh, four excellent songs, and the rest are... <laughs> it's the same in Frozen 2. Uh, a couple okay. of gems, and then... Eh, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. But but Hair, they, they go right to the closing credits yes. with, a, with a winner. Yes. So. Uh, 
yeah, exactly. So um, very, very good. Uh, an idealistic depiction of the 60s, of course, but mm -hmm. st I think still an accurate depiction of the spirit of the times. Yeah, it's a slice of life. That's what I would, uh, that's what I carry away from it. It feels like one of the most authentic depictions of that moment in time. Mm -hmm. that, that even though it was made 10 years after the, the musical debuted on Broadway. The, the movie was made after, right. like 10 years after. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they did a, an excellent job of, of costuming mm -hmm. and good casting. Yes. I mean, Treat Williams is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird because I it was a long time before I saw it, and I had only known Treat Williams for his comic villain roles. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. an over-the-top tough bro mm -hmm. is who he I, I think he usually was all the way up through 1941. Uh, with occasional leading man roles, I think. Like, yeah, he was in the substitute. Uh, he was he was the tough, <laughs> I don't know, lumber wielding <laughs> substitute teacher right. that had to you know uh, put the gangs in their place, yeah. something like that. And I think he was also he came back for substitute two. Wow. But I'm not sure he he you know revisited the role for <laughs> substitute three. boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <anyway>. So. <laughs> So yeah, that's a... hey, we're we're still recording. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, shut this down. <laughs>